Hey, it's Ashley Nicole. I appreciate y'all for listening and hopefully you're all getting your, keeping your cheeses on your crackers. I'm dropping in on this episode to give you some goodies. Have you been wanting to get into the podcast game and don't know where to start? I got you. I have answers. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor has everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Let me say it again um, in case you missed it. Everything that you need to make a podcast is conveniently in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Free 99, zero dollars, zero cents. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started now. I can't wait to listen to your podcast too. Um, the last thing I wanted to um, to touch bases on, and this one is going to be, um, I don't know, it may be quick. Uh, in the previous episode, it was brought up that we should be healing through the trauma without extending trauma, um, kind of to paraphrase. And each of us have touched on the historical precedence of the trauma in our community. Um, how do you feel that this can be accomplished through acknowledging Black, um, I'm sorry, through acknowledging mental health in Black America? And what are some things that you feel we could be, uh, we could be doing to address this? If I can start off here, one of the things that I, when in reviewing this question, I want to first just get, take a moment to understand, let's define trauma a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we don't have to go into the whole textbook definition, but again, for who, just thinking about whoever is listening in on this, um, we want to define what trauma is. And, you know, for one, first and foremost, it's just a deeply distressing and disturbing experience. And then there's this idea of you have everything from your, you know, weather related hurricane type situation of a trauma to losses that you may experience in your life as a trauma um, to as little as, you know, I had a car accident and I just got a little debt that made me trauma because it was the first time I experienced something and I didn't know how to do deal with it. And I feel all kinds of certain ways in my body. And now I may have a situation when I go into a car, I may be uncomfortable. So I, I just want to put that out there about like kind of defining what trauma is, what it could look like. And there's a variety of the different types of trauma as well. The other piece of that, again, to anybody who's watching this, a lot of the things we're talking about, I really meant to mention this in the beginning, a lot of the things we talk about can be triggering to trauma, to things that you've experienced. And so, you know, I, I do want people to, to listen in with, with some caution here and, and pick and be mindful of what comes up for you as you listen to a lot of the things that we're talking about. Thank you. Right, so, Stephanie, I want to I wanna see if you can chime in on this um, uh, just so that we can give you some time because I, I believe you have to step away for a bit. So... Um, can you answer the question if, if you don't mind? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I'm actually stepping away to help some friends take care of their mental health <laughs> and to make sure. And I think that's one thing that we can do in the Black community is continue to spread the message that mental health is just as important as physical health. And we're starting to understand, I think the messaging is out there that mental health exists and it's important, but not just how we take care of our mental health, 
but why we take care of our mental health is important. Because I think you can say, um, you know, oh, it's important to think about the way that you think and it's important to take some time for yourself. But if you know the driving force behind that, it's so that you can be whole as a person and so that you can continue the fight and so that you can be in conversation with other people without damaging them. And I think that why is very important and it will drive more people to want to take care of their mental health. Because if you think about it, for somebody that's just starting to take care of their mental health at 30 or 40 years old, they've got decades and decades to peel back that have just been stuffed under a rug or um, kind of festered over that need to be peeled back before they can even start to deal with the present. So I think continuing to do things like this podcast where the messaging is put out there that this is necessary and supporting each other in a way and having self-awareness because when you have awareness of self like Jacqueline was saying earlier it drives everything you do and when you have awareness of self you can check yourself and say that wasn't right I should go back and apologize or I can handle this way better in the next time that I do it and I think that self-awareness helps with that reciprocity because then you're not being a trash person that's being trash to somebody else that's going to go be trash to somebody else because hurt people hurt people. So those are the ways that I would say we can help. So it sounds like we have a huge advocate in Stephanie. She can help publicize the podcast, make sure we market it properly yes. and make sure the masses know that, you know, um, this is a, com a candid conversation, right? Um, about how we feel about uh, mental health within our worlds. Um, and, you know, I think you all are doing a great job. Um, Paige, um, what are your thoughts on this? You know, um, considering, um, uh, and, and, you know, once again, I'm going to bring up mindfulness, right? Um, it, it's kind of hard to, um, to, to, keep going when you're not able to enjoy the moments, right? Um, as you stated, um, you you and both Latasha, once you guys put yourselves out there, you got over and dated, you know, problems to have, right? Like I gotta put people on a waiting list. Um, I, I can't take a trip because I need to help people. Um, you know, these traumas is, as, as Latasha stated earlier, these conversations could be triggering people. Right. You know, and, and and having listened to this conversation, um, you know, what do you think that can be done to address this? Like, I think you and Latasha are doing your parts. Tisa is doing her part and being an advocate. Um, Jacqueline is doing her part. Stephanie is doing her part. Myself and Nicole, uh, I'm Nicole, Ashley are doing our parts to make sure that, you know, we're making everybody feel comfortable talking about mental health mm -hmm. right um what do you think we need to be doing more like we're all doing our parts what more can we do um i think we're on the right track i think education i think destigmatizing um you know mental illness and one understanding the difference between mental health and mental illness um and the fact that we all experience a mental health problem but we may not necessarily have a mental health disorder so we all may experience experience an instance of the anxiety or instance of depression but i think just normalizing you know, those terms and normalizing that it's okay to say when you're, when we're not okay. 
Um, and so I just think the best thing that we can do is just education and continuing the conversation and, and, and also, um, being willing to, um, put people, put other people in check through education, right? So people like to use phrases like the weather is bipolar. How is weather bipolar? Right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) or I'm OCD because I like, things really clean. That's not what OCD is. So education and learning, but also being willing to have those tough conversations and um, just being willing to say when you're not okay. I think that's the easiest part is letting people know it's okay to not be okay. That doesn't require a super deep conversation. That doesn't require you to have to tell me anything except I'm not okay today. And then reassuring someone to say, hey, when you're ready to talk about it, we can. And I think for me, um, what I think I can do is continue um, educating people through mental health first aid and teaching them how to have those conversations and teaching them the signs and symptoms to look for and the steps to take to get people the help that they need. And, And a big part of that is just giving reassurance that, hey, I'm here. Thank you very much. (laughs) So we're going to go to Tisa, then Jacqueline. So just piggybacking off what Paige was saying, um, I think a lot of it will come from um, taking the negative connotations that comes with mental health and mental illness. I feel like it's so many misconceptions when it comes to mental health and mental illness and disorders. Like people, they have this idea of what they think it is. And it's absolutely wrong. Like they're just so misinformed and uneducated. And I feel like the more we just completely just put it out there and put it in people's faces, like we do everything else, people have no choice but to tune in, but we have to continue to keep putting it out there, but put accurate information out there because it's so many misconceptions and so many people put things out there, but we have to make sure that the right things are put in the forefront and also putting the right labels with things because that irritates me when people, they self-diagnose or they just kind of give the wrong label to something. Oh, they bipolar. Oh, this, this, like, no, that's not the correct, you know, label that you're trying to give someone. Like if that's not your lane, then don't speak on it because Mm -hmm. that's a lot. And that comes right along with the being misinformed and being uneducated. And I feel like that's uh, in our communities. Like we do that a lot. People self-diagnose. They've never been to seek help from anyone but they've let people put a label on them that's incorrect. So we already have to deal with the people that misdiagnose African-Americans altogether within the profession to turn around and deal with the people in the community that have no be, you know, no business trying to label anyone. So you, you just have a whole bunch of labels that's just been thrown around and people don't know what they're talking about. So we have to educate people on the masses when it comes to mental health. And I feel like that will address a lot of the issues and make sure that people are getting the correct labels and the people that have been diagnosed, you know, make sure that they're educated themselves whenever they do get a diagnosis. So you won't just be getting the information straight from the therapist. Like you yourself need to understand your own diagnosis. Like don't just take everything at face value. Make sure that you have a proper understanding of what's going on. So the things that you have questions about, you can go back and be like, okay, well, this is what I read. This is what I understand. And if you have a problem with your medication or whatever, like you can address, you know, your, 
personal care plan or whatever and know how to properly talk to your therapist so the language that they're using it won't confuse you like you have an understanding for yourself versus what everybody's just telling you so I feel like we just need to be understanding collectively stop trying to objectify and label people and judge people just because you don't understand because we're taught to fear things that we don't understand and so many people think when they hear mental health or disorders like it's something to be feared or that you can't live a a healthy life or normal life when who to say what's normal you know like I'm not less valuable just because I have a condition you know or disorder so we just have to get rid of a lot of those stigmas and stop treating people like they're the play because they have a disorder or mental health illness so that's I mean that's a whole nother episode because I you know there is the conversation around children um, in education, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all of your points hit close to home. You know, you have a child that had ADHD, but teachers aren't able to properly diagnose or identify that this child has ADHD and are flagged as a troubled child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have adults today that have ADHD and don't realize it, right? Because they were never diagnosed. They were never, um, you know, told that, hey, you know, the reason you fidget so much is because of X, Y, and Z. Um, The reason that you can't pay attention, the reason you learn a particular way is because of X, Y, and Z. Um, And so that is very prevalent in our community in a sense where um, there are probably kids that if you were to put them into a different environment instead of the gen pop, they probably would have been able to excel um, because they would have been given a different level of um, care towards their education and taught a different way, right? Because yeah. mental health, right, right. And so it's one of the things where um, it's not just mental health, it's just how are we as African-Americans assessed, right? Because we're black, everything is a an issue. But if we were another skin tone, it would be, oh, Jimmy is um, slow learning, right? Mm-hmm. We're just disruptive but not understanding why we're disruptive. You know what I mean? So um, that is very valid. And I mean, Ashley, that's a whole nother conversation. We get some educators on. (laughs) Um, Uh, That stigma. And then along with, um, I know I had to catch myself because I was one, I'm thinking I'm helping me like, you need therapy. But (laughs) I I wasn't thinking like, hey, this person thinks that I'm saying that crazier thinks that I'm saying like, no, what I'm trying to say is that I went to therapy and I feel better. You should go to therapy so you can feel better. <laughs> but a lot of us, we like me in my two therapy sessions, I want to help everybody and tell them, hey, you need therapy. So I think uh, um, a lot of times we can be trying to help people. And if we're not um, self-diagnosing, because I know you scroll down your social media feed, you'll see it like 15 times an hour about I have this, I have that, or you'll see the people like I, I was that time, like, hey, get therapy, get therapy. <laughs> so I think um, removing that stigma, um, creating this conversation, um, things of that nature can help go a long way as far as properly having mental health taken care of in our community. Um so I, before we before we go to the next thing, I want to let Jackie finish um, close out, um, and then we can go. Yep, there you go. Thank you. Um, a lot has been said. I just the only thing that I, I would as I believe in the ideology of the talented tenth. 
I believe there are very few of us that come into the knowledge of understanding and we, it is up to us to be the crusaders and the examples and to walk in the example of how we move all of us forward. That was brief and, and beautiful. I appreciate that. So um, we're gonna go Jackie, um, um, my apologies, Jacqueline, um, Paige, Latasha, Tisa, um, in closing, um, we would like you guys to share your social media platforms, what projects you guys have coming up, um, and just let people know where to find you. So Paige, uh, actually, I'm going to change the order, Paige, Paige, Jacqueline, Tisa, and Natasha. Um, one of the main projects that I have coming up, um, I have a um, mental health talk called Hashtag Let's Talk About It coming up on um, the 24th. So you can catch me at, at Be Your Best You LLC. Um, it's going to be at 7 p.m. So be, be Your Best You LLC on everything, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. So really easy. Um, and I will be rolling out virtual mental health first aid training. So I'm super excited about that. Um, so if you're interested in um, getting certified to help people in crisis, um, you can go to my website, beyourbestyoullc.com. And um, I will actually hashtag let's talk about it. it will become a series a weekly series so i'm super excited about that so just stay tuned follow me and um i have a lot of cool things in store awesome jacqueline um the royalty project has an event it's just uh we're calling it the royal link up and we're getting all of our tribe together in a park in harlem in morning morningside park on morningside drive in between 115th and 116th it is just like kind of come up, pull up. Um, we'll have our people there. We'll be playing games. Our target audience for our mentor, pro mentor program is 10 to 14. And we've been in existence about four years now. So a lot of our Royal Youth alumni are teenagers. So we're going to just kind of be interacting responsibly, social, social distanced in the park on the 1st of August. But in terms of the projects that the Royalty Project have coming up, um, we have developed a affinity bias training. It's a race-based unconscious bias training specifically for corporate companies, but we probably will roll out an organization model as well. So it is specifically taking the participants through what led up to uh, racial injustice and systematic oppression and um, what we can do to fix it. Similar to our model that we use for our mentor program, which the curriculum is written in a reveal, release, reshape model. So revealing all the injustices and how we got to this point, activities to release some of those feelings of anxiety and fear and and remorse regarding some of the events that took place and then helping your company to reshape how they view their hiring process and their uh, process for retention of diversity. Awesome. And then we also are developing a virtual model. Our program normally exists in black owned, black operated spaces in Harlem, um, i.e. the Schomburg, the Studio Museum in Harlem, the National Black Theater, Sisters Uptown Bookstore, which is really, really small, but that's where we've always done our missing history component to the program. 
but because we won't be able to do that for fall, for the fall eight-week cycle, we are developing a totally virtual model so that we can probably do some virtual, some in-person learning. And we're also um, going to be contracting out um, the facilitation of that program more specifically or first to schools within the DOE. So extending it to be a 16-week model. And this is to, to really combat some of the, or complement or supplement some of the learning that's happening in schools. We have a very developed missing history component to our program. And there are a lot of things that aren't being taught in, 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 in educational institutions and in um, and in um, in any institutions that are that are built and surrounding American history. So we have a lot of material within in that and a constantly evolving curriculum. So it, it is in it is to supplement the learning that we have for um, just American history that a lot of our history was removed and taken out. So really excited about those two projects because I think it did they both directly correlate to what we need to kind of expose what racism has done to us as a country and as individuals within, within America and how to move forward and to evolve from that. Okay, um, Tisa and then Natasha. Um, so on Instagram, you can follow me, um, um, Tisa Lachey, well, that's for me for Facebook as well. And then I have my blog, which is gracefullyspeaking87.com and my podcast that I just launched, um, it goes by Gracefully Speaking. So you can find it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, almost every podcast platform that you have, you can find Gracefully Speaking. Um, I haven't found like the exact date I'm launching every episode, but right now I'm um, reaching for every Wednesday, but my second episode will probably be launched tonight or sometime tomorrow after I finish my exam. But you can find me everything gracefully speaking or gracefully speaking 87. And as far as my personal accounts, it's always Tisa Lachey. All right, Natasha. Okay. Um, so um, I am on Instagram at LF therapy, the, the number four and the letter U. And I have my um, website, LF-TherapyLLC, and my Facebook page, um, LF-TherapyLLC. I'm not currently working on any projects. I think the biggest thing, quite honestly, that I'm working on is really enhancing business. Um, it's definitely been the goal, and that's everything from social media to, you know, to branding and um, licensure. One of the things that we, we know in this field is licensure can be a little bit of a challenge um, in just that whole process. And so one of the things that that will afford is access and an opportunity um, to be able to open up the doors to reach other populations that I am currently unable to do so. Um, so that's one of the biggest things I'm working towards. And, you know, I have a vision for where I can see myself doing this work. So um, stay tuned. <laughs> thank you so much. So, thank you so much. I can be found on Atomic Travels. Um, at, on Instagram, Atomic Travels on Facebook. Um, uh, shameless plugs, of course. Um, but um, I um, am a travel photographer that loves to um, share the beautiful views and sights of different countries around the world. So um, follow me if you can. <laughs>